Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming up on today's episode, we break down a fifth straight loss for the Jets. Philly Hanela's return. And Cole Perfetti is here to stay. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good and welcome to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rowicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rowicki or the podcast at Skates Plates Pod. Well, another tough one for the Jets, but before we get to the club's game against the Panthers, I do want to mention this quickly off the top. A little positivity to open up the episode before we have to talk some hockey. But there's a great spot for you guys to try out in the city if you're looking for something new or something different. Not sure how many people have heard of this place, but Aroma Bistro. It's a little spot on St. Mary's just off of Furmore, I think by uh, Glenlong Collegiate. Um, I had it last week uh, for the first time and went right back at it again today. And my God, is it good. It's, it's so damn good. It's an Asian fusion spot. I'm sure the rest of the menu is legit, but I kind of suck with the things I ordered both times. Uh, but the red chili oil wontons. The red chili oil wontons are out of this world. And the spicy udon soup with the noodles, it's just, it's way too addicting. Really, anything that has the red chili oil in it, you can't go wrong with that. And, and with it being cold as hell in, in Winnipeg all the time, I mean, it's, it's the perfect bite for the next couple of months. So, just wanted to mention that before we get going here. Hopefully, we can get Aroma Bistro on for a chat sometime soon. Shine some light on their awesome, awesome food. And if you guys want to help out a local business, check out Aroma Bistro. You will not regret it whatsoever. Now, the only thing spicy on the ice in Winnipeg last night was the wake-up call given to the Jets from one of the league's elites in the Florida Panthers. That, that was pretty brutal. Ignore that. But a 5-3 defeat makes it five straight losses overall for the team. Five points now out of a playoff spot at the very least, depending on what the Flames do with their games in hand. And not room for a whole lot of optimism right now when it comes to the Jets' hopes for this season. And It's crazy to say that too because, look, five points is a tough hole to climb out of. But there's still over 40 games, still over half a season left for the Winnipeg Jets to trim that deficit and get back right at the playoff line at the very least. 
But it just feels like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on this, but it feels like the majority of the Jets fan base is, is kind of punted on this season. Like, you know what? From what we've seen so far, this isn't a playoff team. And we're not even talking contender here. But this isn't even a playoff team. And it's tough to argue against that, right? I, you know, I, I, I want to be optimistic about the team and, and think that, you know what, there's there's still a lot of track left to go. And if they can get some bodies healthy and get some of these home games in, then, you know, maybe they can reel off a streak of points in a row. But I don't know. You, you play the Panthers, who are no doubt about it a great team. But the Jets get humbled in that one, despite the, the relatively close scoreline. You have the back-to-back in Boston and Pittsburgh over the weekend. Again, some some tight games. I think they played better than they did tonight against Florida. I think they were better against Boston and Pittsburgh. But again, coming up a couple of plays short here and there, and, and you only grab one point out of four there. And even going back to the game against Colorado, where the Avalanche embarrassed the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, time and time again this season, they've gone up against some of the best teams in the NHL, and, and the Winnipeg Jets... They just look like they're a solid level or two below those kind of teams. And maybe the most frustrating part of all of this right now for a lot of people is that the coaching change happens, Palmieri steps down. I think there was, you know, maybe an expectation or a hope at the very least that, you know what, with a new voice behind the bench, with Palmieri no longer running things, you know, maybe that breath of fresh air that, that jolt to the team can really kickstart them and, and, and bring the Jets to another level. But it really feels like this is the same old Winnipeg Jets, isn't it? Like the same issues are still plaguing this team night after night. And the Florida Panthers exposed that in a big way Tuesday evening. I mean, more so than any, just the fact that it was, as Kevin Sawyer said on the broadcast a number of times, just way too incredibly easy for the Panthers to get to the middle of the ice inside the Jets' defensive zone. It, it was constant. It was basically right from the opening puck drop. I mean, Mason Marchment didn't have a whole lot of points. I, he only had a handful coming into the game. Only had one goal. And by the time the first period was over, he was basically looking at a natural hat trick. And he was the one that, that kind of led the Panthers to victory in this one. It wasn't even the Barkovs and the Hubertos that, that killed the Jets in this one, but when you're letting the supporting cast of the Panthers continue to generate high-quality chance after high-quality chance, it's it's clearly not a recipe for success and recipe for two points. So that was a constant theme throughout the night, and it's something that I think Jets fans are well aware of and they've seen for a number of nights over the past couple of seasons as well is that the Winnipeg Jets just don't make it hard enough defensively five on five when they go up against some of the top teams in the NHL on top of that you have I mean the same players being overplayed and and overused time and time again certain players being underutilized night after night and there's no real sign that it's going to turn around anytime soon I mean, five on five, the team is, you know, pretty similar to what they were under Paul Maurice. Slightly worse in terms of things like the shot share and some of the fancy stats. But I, I think maybe the injuries and the COVID issues can mitigate that difference a little bit. The team has been much better special teams wise. But I mean, the majority of the games played five on five and the team looks like they're just OK in that regard in terms of the shot battle. 
but the quality that's given up is just way, way too high night after night, like we saw against the Florida Panthers. So, yeah, I, I don't know where the improvement comes. And I think that's where a lot of the, the despair and the, the lack of optimism comes from, is that, you know, outside of maybe Connor Hellebuck going supernova over a stretch of 20 or 30 games, there's not really much of a magic tonic to kickstart this Jets team and leapfrog, never mind, you know, Dallas and Calgary, but a couple other teams out there in the Pacific Division as well. Like, there's a lot of hurdles to clear for this team to get into a playoff spot. Looking at their recent play here, it's really tough to imagine a turnaround heading into the second half of the season. So, I guess the main positive is you, you don't have to face the Florida Panthers anytime soon. Only one more time this season. Man, are they ever a good team. I mean... That that's that's the level the Winnipeg Jets need to get at. It, it was the same for me as watching the Jets play the Avalanche. You know, Florida's kind of been the eastern counterpart to Colorado so far this season. They are exciting to watch, but extremely talented, extremely structured, extremely disciplined in all three areas of the ice. And and just like the Avalanche, you know, the Jets aren't a slow team necessarily, but you know, the Panthers make you look slow. They've got three lines, a potent offense. You know, maybe the Winnipeg Jets with some line juggling could get to a level around that. We might have to get to that in a later episode. But the big thing that stands out for me watching the Panthers, aside from their speed and talent up front, is that pairing of Uyghur and Ekblad. That's that's the, I, I've mentioned it before, I don't want to repeat myself too much here, but that's the big thing missing from the Winnipeg Jets roster right now. Hey, not having Josh Morrissey in the lineup was a big blow for the team, but Winnipeg doesn't have a defenseman at the level of either one of those two, let alone a, a pair that can match up with Uyghur and Ekblad. And it's just, it's crazy to think that Mackenzie Uyghur was on the trade block just a couple of seasons ago. It goes to show that sometimes the best trades are the ones that you don't make, but, you know, Winnipeg was rumored to be in the market for Mackenzie Weger, it's a shame that they couldn't have found a way to uh, pull the trigger on that one because, you know, if Canada was sending an actual best-on-best -best team to the Olympics, for me, he would have been one of Canada's six best defensemen. And probably you just have the pair of Eggblad and Weger going over there. But there's a lot of envy to, had, to be had when you look at what the Florida Panthers are throwing out there. But from a Winnipeg Jets perspective... That pairing right there is something that the Winnipeg Jets need to try to find a way to aspire to and try to find a way to make that happen either at the trade deadline or heading up into the upcoming offseason. Now, a few other things to get to with the game. Connor Hellebuck, we got to mention him for a second. Billy Hanela returned to the lineup last second. And then Cole Perfetti as well. We'll get to all of that in just a second here. But first, we got to give a shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. DraftKings, of course. Unofficial sports betting partner of the NFL, and man, oh man, what a freaking weekend of the NFL playoffs we saw last weekend. Only four teams remain now, so limited time for you to get in on the action. We'll see if uh, conference championship time has a little, I can't even say a little more in store, can match what we just saw in the divisional round, but not a lot of time left for you to get in on the action and there's some pretty good odds coming your way, courtesy of DraftKings, because with Super Bowl 56 on tap in a few weeks, new customers get 56 to 1 odds on any team 
Bet just $5, you get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Any team, by the way, too. If you're not a new customer as well, you can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout, which is what I love to do, even though I don't get that payout too often. And a reminder, too, that DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And remember, too, they do have daily free games to play as well for anybody up here in Canada and Manitoba. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, speaking of gambling... Connor Hellebuck, when he touches the puck, is a bad bet for the Winnipeg Jets these days. I mean, it hasn't been a it hasn't been a profitable situation for the team really since he entered the NHL. But my God, these past three games have been a bit of a nightmare. I mean, what 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 else can you say? He just can't play the puck. I mean, just stay in the net. If you're gonna play the puck like he has in the past three games, just stay in the net. We made this joke all the time on the Big Show. Me, Jim, and Troy. Get the shock collar on Connor Hellebuck. If he goes to leave the blue paint, just just find a way. He's Vesna quality when he's not playing the puck and leaving his net. And it killed the Jets, right? I mean, it might have cost them two points against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Misplaying the puck that led to the tying goal by Jeff Carter. In Boston, a, a similar sort. He actually might have been his worst, you know, puck playing adventure of the past three games, but he was able to make a highlight reel save to keep Boston off the board there. And then again, against Florida, you know, not as egregious maybe as the other two, but, you know, not able to stop the puck on a rim around that, you know, maybe should have been a bit more of a, a well-handled job. And Florida gets the third goal of the night, third goal of the first period on that play. So, yeah, there's not, I mean, it's, he's not good at it. And I just don't see how it's going to get better at this stage in his career. I mean, if you're the Jets, you just have to live with it. Like, I don't know what else you could do at this point. You can't just say, you know, I, I kind of joke with the shot collar thing, but you can't just have him stay in the blue paint and not stop the puck on, you know, rim arounds and, and dump-ins and, you know, shots from basically anything. He's got to stop the puck at some point there, but maybe the coaching staff just says, you know what, enough's enough. Stop the puck behind the net. Get back into the crease. That's it. We'll we'll figure it out from there. It's just frustrating though because he's probably the worst puck playing goalie in the NHL. But when he's inside the blue paint, he's one of the best. But you know what? There's going to be times throughout a season where you know what? Hellebuck's play with the puck on his stick kills the Jets, and it certainly did not help them over the weekend and on the game Tuesday night against the Florida Panthers. Interesting though that you know. And again, it's it's social media, and it's maybe a small segment of the fan base, not a, a great representation necessarily of what the entire Jets fan group thinks, but starting to get a little bit of, 
animosity and maybe unrest with Connor Hellebuck's play so far this season. I mean, it's not the Vezina-level quality that we've seen over the past couple of years for sure. But, you know, with that loss to the Panthers, dropping him down to a 9-11 save percentage on the season, you know, that's a little bit below the league average right now. But having said that, Connor Hellebuck faces well above league average in terms of shot quality too. You know, I'm, I'm not putting a whole lot on this recent stretch of losses on Connor Hellebuck's play in the net. I, I know outside the net you can, you can lay some fault at him. But overall, if we're looking at his body of work over the course of the season, I, I think he's been pretty damn good. You know, he, he's definitely not one of the reasons that the Jets are where they are in the standings right now. I think maybe there's a little bit of spoiled going on with the Jets fan base that, you know, Connor Hellebuck isn't carrying this team on his back like Superman as he does in the past. But I could say that, you know, as a fan of a absolutely cursed goaltending franchise, just enjoy Connor Hellebuck while you have him. Not 9-11 isn't the end of the world. A 9-11 save percentage. If, if the Flyers had a 9-11 save percentage, I wouldn't have so many damn gray hairs in my beard right now. So I, I would just, you know, don't take Connor Hellebuck for granted. He can't play the puck, but he's pretty damn good at stopping the puck. And I think he's going to continue to do that over the course of the season for the Jets. Now, another big storyline heading into the game, and it, it really was just about 30 minutes, an hour before the game started, pretty close to puck drop, but Josh Morrissey enters COVID protocol right before the Jets are, are getting ready to play, which means Vili Hainala got his chance finally to re-enter the Winnipeg Jets lineup on short notice and get into some NHL action for the first time in a long time. You know, being on the taxi squad once again this season, he hasn't played in a number of weeks since suiting up down there in the AHL. So, I mean, a lot of fans were super, super excited to see the young Finn get a chance to potentially stake his claim into a regular spot in the lineup. So how did he look? Not good. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Vili Hainala had a really, really rough game. One of the worst that I've seen from him at the NHL level. Now, I, I don't know how much we need to harp on him, though, because this was about as, about as difficult of a circumstance as you could ask for a young defenseman heading into this game, right? Like, getting the call right before puck drop. He hasn't played in a number of weeks, and he's doing so against quite possibly the best team in the NHL this season. That, that was a lot to ask for. And the Jets didn't put him in the best spot to succeed there. And he's playing with, you know, Nathan Beaulieu, a 7th or 8th defenseman on a lot of teams in the NHL. It wasn't the greatest situation to put the kid in, but we have to, I think, admit to that, you know, Hanela struggled mightily in this game. Now, maybe the Canucks game on Thursday night will be a better barometer of, of where Hanela is at when it comes to his readiness at the NHL level. You know, entering his third pro season, but only being 20 years old. And hopefully he gets another chance. Would love to see what he's able to do as far as a bounce back game there. You know, getting the game under your belt. Okay, you had a rough one, but how are you going to respond as a young defenseman? I'd be really, really intrigued to see that. But I got to be honest, I'm, I've got a Philly Hanela take that I'm a little hesitant to unleash. And I, I'm going to keep it in my back pocket for the time being because I want to see... I want to see the young kid get a few more games in the NHL before I maybe air it out in the public. Um, but look, I know Jets fans are excited. 
I think I think he needs to show a little bit more though when he does get his chance. I'm not again, I'm not totally blaming him for a poor game against a really good team of the Panthers last night, all things considered. But hopefully we see the 18-year-old Vili Hainala sometime soon rather than the 19, 20-year-old playing at the NHL level. That was a dynamic skilled player. I don't know if we've seen that same level of impact in limited time from Vili Hainala since that point on. But very likely that with Morrissey and COVID protocol, that Hainala is going to get at least one more crack and, you know, maybe a few more before the Winnipeg Jets hit the All-Star break. Now, from a bit of a downer in terms of the Winnipeg Jets' future and performance to, again, a common theme around these parts over the last week or two, but a big, big-time performance from Cole Perfetti and, you know, maybe even his best game as an, as an NHLer. You know, two assists, and not only two assists, not only his first multi-point game of his NHL career, but, I mean, my God, two really high-end plays by Cole Perfetti to set up, you know, his two line mates, Kyle Connor five on five, and then Pierre Luc Dubois on the power play. And not only that, but I mean, the first goal in particular, I mean, look, the power play goal, the setup there to Dubois, a great level of skill there to, you know, dangle his way around the defender and set up the big guy right in front of the net. But that first goal, that 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 play from Perfetti to Kyle Connor. That's the one that's going to make Cole Perfetti a special player. That's the one that's going to turn him into a fixture at the top of the lineup for the Winnipeg Jets, hopefully for the next 10 years or so. Because for a kid that doesn't have, you know, extremely high-end speed or big-time physicality, you saw the hockey IQ on full display on that play. I mean, to come in right at the blue line, and you hear all the time, you know, analysts and, and coaches and, and people around the game say, you know what, he does a really good job of slowing the game down. And, and sometimes it's hard to to see that play out. But that play in particular was a perfect example of that because, you know, Cole Perfetti is able to draw all the coverage towards him, knowing that Kyle Connor is breaking in with speed on the other side of the ice. And once Aaron Ekblad... You know, you know, not not a third pairing defenseman, but one of the best in the NHL, potential Norris candidate this year. Once Aaron Ekblad is drawn towards him, then he fires a pinpoint pass cross ice, and then like we've expected from Kyle Connor all season long, an all world finish on the play, but an unbelievable setup. And it's going to be sooner than later that that's the expectation from from Cole Perfetti. You know, he he's just going to be a top six fixture, and I don't know if you're going to break up. Connor and Perfetti anytime you know I Dubois in there as well but you know in particular Perfetti and Connor seem to have kind of an instant chemistry between the two and you have the finisher with the setup man I I just I don't know if those two are going to be part ways anytime soon one thing I do want to mention quickly actually just because it, it played out once again in the game and, and really has all season long despite evidence to the contrary pointing to a different setup here, but what does Perfetti, Dubois, and Connor have to do to get first-line minutes on this team? Like, they're clearly the most dangerous line night in, night out, yet they're playing way, way below that. And it's really disappointing, to be honest, because we we know, we, we've seen the force that Dubois has been at both ends all season long in front of the net. Kyle Connor's been one of the most electric scorers in the entire NHL this season. And now you have this kid 
who's playing beside them and has, has kind of unlocked another level of offensive potential between those three, why aren't they playing 19, 20 minutes a night? You know what I mean? Like Perfetti only gets, you know, in that game, I think somewhere around 14 minutes of even strength time. Dubois had 15 some odd minutes, right? Like why is that number not way, way closer to 20? And especially in a game against Florida where, you know, <laughs> you're shorthanded on the blue line. You you would think you would load up the minutes inside that top nine, you know, maybe just have the fourth line sit this one out to an extent and play Connor Dubois Perfetti 21, 22 minutes, right? Like I, I just don't get it. And I, I wonder ultimately if, if there's anything that trio can do that would leapfrog them over Shifley, Wheeler, and Cop when it comes to, to time on ice. It's a little bit frustrating. Hey, maybe it'll change against Vancouver, not expecting it to, but at the very least, we're seeing a future star really start to figure things out at the NHL level. And fortunately, with nine games now in the bag for this season, with this play over the last week or so, yeah, we don't have to worry about Cole Perfetti heading down to the AHL anytime soon. The kid's an NHL regular, and it's going to be that way for a long, long time now. Another outstanding performance. The lone bright spot, if you will, on a pretty dark and gloomy night for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, but that's where we're leaving for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. Really appreciate it. When we come back, it'll be Friday morning. And it'll be on the heels of another Winnipeg Jets game, an all-Canadian clash for the club, this time against the Vancouver Canucks, a team right there with the Jets trying to get back into the playoff chase. And when you look at the schedule here, I mean, there's a lot of tough games coming up for the club. And while the Canucks are a much more improved team, I mean, this is the one. You gotta end the skid here if you want to try to find a way back into the playoff chase with games against the Blues and the Preds and the Wild and some other Central Division teams as well. So, I mean, hopefully the club can find a way to turn it around here. But it's definitely true the Vancouver Canucks aren't the pushover that they were early on in the season. And uh, i got to be honest, it's, it's hard not to think about what this Winnipeg Jets team could look like if Bruce Boudreaux was behind the bench, seeing the turnaround that he's been able to accomplish in such a short time with the Vancouver Canucks, so not an easy one, not a free spot of the bingo card, like when the Flyers host the Winnipeg Jets in a couple games' time, but definitely, definitely the one the Winnipeg Jets want to find a way to take care of, maybe get on a bit of a hot streak heading into the All-Star break and give yourself a bit of a chance heading into the second half of the season for a potential playoff push. So that's what we'll touch on when we're back at it Friday morning. Jets, Canucks, and an updated look at the NHL wildcard race. Until then, though, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki, back at it on Friday. Stay safe and have a good rest of your week. Peace.